Lesson we're discussing that Rav Oshaya added nine and more categories to damages from our Mishnah. So together with the four in our Mishnah, we got the 13. And Rabbi Hiyah added another 11 on top of that, and he got the 24 categories of damages. And we explained the reason of Oshaya didn't mention them because he was talking about regular damages. He wasn't talking about fines. So we asked, why didn't you mention the thieves? He said, okay, we mentioned Shomer, Hinam, and Shoel. It's the same thing like thieves. And the reason we didn't mention the Shomer, Hinam, and Shoel is because Rav Oshaya was talking about money that came to him in a permitted way, not in a prohibited way. And with that, we're going to start Hamud Aleph. And the Gemara has a question, Let Rav Oshaya mention his Baraita. The false witnesses who were caught, if they were trying to obligate a person to pay more than what he has to pay, or more than what he has to damage, let's say they, they claim that he not only took this uh, sheep, but he also slaughtered it, and he has to pay it times four times five, and then they were caught that uh, he never slaughtered it, or if they were trying to obligate him in a fine, like a Motsi Shemra, Onesim, Fatenu, one of these type of cases. So why doesn't Rav Oshaya mention it? And he'll have 14. So the Gemara explains, Because Rav Oshaya holds like Rabbi Akiva, the Amar in Mishalmin Alpi Atzman. He held that. Idim Zomemin don't pay if they admit. Someone has to catch them on their lie, and only then they would have to pay. And Rav Oshaya holds the same thing, and that's why he didn't mention Aidim Zomemin, because again, he was only talking about uh, money that uh, is caused by damage, not because of fines. He holds that if you admit to a fine, then you don't have to pay. So the Gemara says, okay, Isabalek, Rabbi Akiva, Rabbi Oshaya holds like Rabbi Akiva by the Aidim Zomemin, then Litni Trega Shor, you should mention the two types of Shor also. Remember, Rabbi Akiva holds two types of uh, of Shor. Litni Shor Dazik Shor, and Velitni Shor Dazik, you should mention the, the, the ox that damaged the, another ox, and an ox that damaged human being. Tanan, Rabbi Akiva Omer, Rabbi Akiva holds, Even a regular ox, not a not a ox established as going, he's not is a short time. If he damaged a human being, he has to pay a full price. So if you're gonna hold like him in regards to Aidim Zomimin, then hold like him in regards to the shore also. The Gemara explains, the problem is Rabbi Akiva broke his fist. He weakened his claim with the following Baita de Tanya. Rabbi Akiva Omer Yechol Aftam Shahaval Badamishalemin Aliyah. Maybe if a regular not goring bull damaged a human being, maybe he has to pay from the best property. Talmud Lomar Yaselo. That's why the Pasuk says Yaselo, meaning Megufo Mishalem Veno Mishalem in Aliyah. You have to pay from the ox's body and not from the person's top property, meaning whatever the bull is worth, that all that will go to the person damaged. And if the damages are more than what the bull is worth, then the person who got damaged doesn't get more than whatever the bull is worth. So Rabbi Akiva weakened what he said because. You're not going to get a full compensation. You're only going to get uh, whatever the bull is worth. That's the most you're going to get. Now, that was Rashi's Perush. Tosfot doesn't really like it because sometimes if the damage is less than what the bull is worth, 
then the damaged person gets all of his damages. He gets full compensation. So therefore, the Sephardic just explained that the Mishnah at the end mentioned that a person, in, uh, the, the person who got damaged gets uh, compensated from the top uh, property. That means we're talking about compensation that comes from property and not the compensation that comes from the animal itself. The whatever possession that uh, did the damaging. Therefore, he didn't mention it. So again, the question is on Rabbi Yosaya, why don't you hold like Rabbi Akiva in regards to the bull? And he'll tell you because it's because even Rabbi Akiva weakened his claim by saying that the, the compensation will come from the body, not the land. So the Gemara now asks on Rabbi Yosaya again. Someone who forces away with the woman, someone who seduced his way with the woman, and someone who said that his wife wasn't a betula. In all these cases, it's a set number. So let Rav Oshaya mention it's not a fine. So the Gemara explains, because one way or another, if it's damages where you made this woman worth less, then Tanel, then Rav Oshaya already mentioned Nezek. If it's because of the suffering, well, Tanel, he mentioned suffering. If it's embarrassment, Tanel, he mentioned it. If he has to pay because he wounded her or he lowered her worth on the market, Okay, Hainu Nezek, that's just the same thing as Nezek, like we said before. So then, if he, whatever you're going to bring up with the Ones and the Mifateh and the Motsi Shemra, he already mentioned it, so then, what are you, what, what are you left with? Knasa? You're going to say it's a fine? Well, we know, that Rav Oshaya wasn't talking about fines. That's why he didn't mention it. Okay, what about if a person's person's food, or he mixed teruma and the holin, or someone made someone's wine, it's regular fine, he has to pay for what he damaged. Let me let Rav Oshaya mention it. So he'll tell you, man of shach, one way or another, if a damage that cannot be seen, if it's an abstract damage. You took this swine, you made it yainesech. It looks the same. You can't tell. You you just added a couple of fruits into this pile of fruits. I can't tell which one is teruma, which one's holin. I, I can't tell what happened over here. So if you hold that's called damaging, well, okay, hatanel lenezek. He mentioned damaging, and e hezek hezek. And if you want to say it's not considered damaging, then have a leknasa. Then it's a fine, and and we know leknasa lokamera. He's not talking about fines. So now the Gemara was going to now ask on Rabbi Hiyah. He said the metamim damei adam enasech. So lema kasavar Rabbi Hiyah. It sounds like Rabbi Hiyah holds his action on ikar lashem hezek. It sounds like Rabbi Hiyah holds that a damage that you can't see is not considered a damage. Rather, it's a, its own separate thing. The ishemeh hezek because if you want to call it a damage, hal hatane lenizek. You already mentioned nizek. It's one of the thirteen that Rav Oshaya mentioned. So the Gemara explains. Tana hezekah de minkera, vetana hezekah de lo minkera. Roshaya mentioned in the Brayta nezek, which is uh, damages that can be seen, and then he also mentioned damages that cannot be seen separately. Now the Gemara takes a step back. 
I understand according to our Tana, he said there's only four Avot. Well, Tana Minyana le Maote de Rebioshaya. So they said four to take uh, away if to exclude from Rebioshaya said with their 13. We're telling you there's four, not 13. I understand them also because Tana Minyana de Maote de Rebioshaya. He'll tell you that the, men, the reason he said 13 is because not like Rebioshaya who said 24. Okay, beautiful. Okay, but what about Rebioshaya? Uh, What's the reason he said 24? What's he coming to exclude so the Gemara explains moser. it's coming to exclude someone who delivers a Jew into the hands of a Goy meaning let's say you told the Goy that this person has money hidden over there and the Goy comes and steals it or he told on a Jew and the Jew got hurt as a result of that umfagel, umfagel is the case where a Kohen purposely ruins a Korban with the wrong intention and now the sale has to pay for another one. So those two cases, he didn't mention it. Uh, so therefore, it's 24, not 26. Okay, but why didn't Rabbi Hiyah mention those two cases? So I understand why we didn't mention the Mefagel, because we're not talking about Kodashim, a Kohen ruining someone's Korban is Kodashim, we're not mentioning it. Ela Moser, but what about the Moser when a person tells a goy where, where a Jew is hiding money and, and as a result the Jew gets damaged from that? Why don't we mention that? So the Gemara explains because Shani Moser, the Dibura, because over there with the Moser was just uh, talking. He just showed him, he didn't actually do anything. And we're not talking about cases where it's just talking, we're talking about where he had to actually do an action. The Gemara says, What are you talking about? What about Motsi Shemra? All it is, is just talking, Bekatane, and it wrote it in the Braita. The Gemara explains, Dibura, Deit Be'ma'aseu, over there, it's talking, but there has to be an action. He had to be with his wife, and then he has to claim that she wasn't a Betula. So there was some sort of action. Okay, the Gemara says, what about Veha'idim Zomimin? What about the, the false witnesses? The Dibura, Deit Be'ma'aseu, over there, it's uh, just words, and there was no action. Bekatane, we mentioned it. So my explains over there is different. Hatam you're right, there's no action. The Torah said it was an action. It's like sort of a Gizrata Katuf thing. It's whatever he was planning to do to his brother. It says the word to do, and that's why it's considered like doing. Okay, I understand according to Artana. Tana Avot, he said there's main categories, four main categories. So I understand there's subcategories. Makes sense. Now I understand that word Avot. According to them, Avot, according to them, there should be Avot, meaning there's subcategories. Well, then, what's their subcategories? You have to explain it. You have to find the subcategories to 13 or 24 different categories. So Amar Abiyahu, no, Kulan ke avot leshalem emetav. In all of them, the avot is not a, a real uh, avot. It's not a category and subcategory. It's just like a nickname. Meaning, they're they're in all of them are the same in a sense where where if someone did one of these things, he would have to pay from the top property that he has. My tama, why does he have to pay from the top uh, property that he has? Because atya, because there's shava from all the four mentioned in the Mishnah, the, the words tahat netina yeshalim and kesef are in all of the avot. By shen and regel you have metav sadeu, metav karmo yeshalim, and over there it says kesef also. And from the four cases where it says tahat netina yeshalim and kesef, 
we're learning Zashava because in all the other 24 cases, it also says Tahat Yeshalim and Kesef, and the Maharam actually goes through all of them. By Shomer Hinam, it says Asher Yashi'un Elohim Yeshalim, and by Shuel, it says Be'alav Enimo Shalim Yeshalim. By Shomer Sachar, it says Im Ganov Ganev Ma'imo Yeshalim. By the Socher, it, it, it has the same rules as, as Shomer Sachar. By Nezek it says, Kasher yiten, Mumba Adam ken yinaten, you have the word yinaten over there. By Tsar you have Petsa, Tahat, Petsa, you have the word Tahat. By Ripuy and Shevet you have Rakshivto yiten, that's the word Virapoy Rape. And the best the land you learn from the word Tahat. Then you have Boshet, embarrassment that you get from Vinatana Ish over there, Tahat Ashiraina. By the times four, times five, it says Hamishaba Kashlem Tahat. And then by the Ganav, it says Yeshalem Shenaim. And then by the Gazlan, it says Venatan Asher Hashem Loyev, the word Natan. So in all these cases, you have one of these four words. Be'adim Zomemin, you have the word Nefesh Benefesh. And that's as if it says Tahat. By Ones, it says Venatan Avena By Mifate, it says Kesef Ishko Kemor Betulot. By Motsi Shemra, it says Ve'anshuo Tomea Kesef. And by the metameh, metameh amenasech, all part of regular nezek, it says, So you have one of these four words in all of these cases, and that's how we uh, we connected, like through one big gezer uh, So now we learned in the Mishnah, that the shore is not like the mavai. So my ka'amar, what's the Tanah trying to tell us? So the Gemara asks the question, my ka'amar, what's the Tanah trying to tell us? So Amar Zavid Mishmed Raba Hachi Kamar. This is what they're trying to tell us. Lichtov Rahamana Hada. Just mention one of the categories. Vetete Idachmin, and we'll learn through like a Bameh Matzinu. We'll figure something out, some like a Binyan Av or something like that, and we'll learn the other three from it. Hadar Amar, but then he said Hadam Hada Lo Atia. There's no possible way of learning one from the other, as we explained in the Mishnah that each one has a stringency that the other one doesn't have. Next, we learned in the Mishnah, You can't compare the shore and the Mav'eh to uh, the boar and fire because they are living creatures. The Mav'eh is a living creature and uh, the animal is a living creature. So, my Kamar, what's the Mishnah trying to tell us? So, Amar of Mishashiyah, Mishemide Rava, Hachi Kamar. This is what the Mishnah is trying to tell us. Lichtov Rahamana Tarate. Let the Mishnah or let the Torah write only two of the main categories. Vetete Idach Minayu. And then we'll learn the other one from it. Meaning, just tell me, sure, I'm a Vayana. I'll already learn the fire from it through a Bemehatzad. Bamehatzad is a Binyanav. That's one of the 13 ways the Torah is Nidrash. These are very, very strong principles in how we are Doresh the Torah. And the way it works is if we have two subjects with one comparison, if anything else has that comparison, then they're all part of the same halachot. So we'll say, Shor Mavai, we'll find the common denominator and add Ish. According to Shmuel, that the Mavai is when an animal eats something. Okay, we'll, say, we'll compare Keren and Shen together, Goring and the, the animal eating. And we'll learn fire out of it. We'll say then both of them, their way is to damage and you have to watch over it. Same thing with your fire. Your, it, it damages, you have to watch it and you'd have to pay. And according to Rav, who said Mav'ay is, uh, is a person who damages, we could compare uh, you know, a, a, a shore to a human being. And we'll say that they damage, you have to watch them and you have to pay. The Gemara says, no, Hadar Amar, that's why the Tanah had explained us, Hadam mitarte lo'ate, you can't learn one from the other two using a Bami Matsinu. Why? 
because they have they're living creatures and the fire is not a living creature and amarava vikhulahu in all these cases kishadit bor benayu atya kulahu bemahatsad Rabbah explains, if the Torah would have mentioned Bor, the whole, and any one of the other three, we would have learned all of them through a Bameh HaTzad, Lebar except for Goring with the horn, Mishum because you could always say, because in all the other cases, Sheken Mu'adin Mithilatan. The other ones are established damagers, therefore want to begin with, the only one that's not established is an animal goring. Most animals, it's not common for them to damage something through their horns. They just, you know, walking on something, trampling, that makes sense. That's their forewarn. That's what they normally do. But goring with the horn, that's something uncommon. And we didn't mention something uncommon. And as she explains how the Bamehatsad would have worked. He said, if the Torah would have mentioned Bor and Keren, I could learn Shen, Regel, and Ish. And if the Torah would have mentioned Bor and Shen, I could learn Regel, Ish, and Adam. And if the Torah would have mentioned Bor and Regel, I could learn Shen, Ish, and Adam. And if it would have said Bor and Ish, I could learn Regel, Shen, and Adam. In all these cases, I could make a case that it's not normal for them to damage. I could learn one from the other, but the minute I would throw in Keren... I would get stuck because Keren, it doesn't, it's not normal for an animal to gore. And Rabbah continues in explaining, And according to the one who holds that goring is so strict, it's more strict than the other ones, because over there there's an intent to damage, you could even learn Keren through Ambimatsad, by using uh, Bor and one of the other ones and put it all together. So Rabbi explains now, So then if you could learn one from the other, if there's a possibility of mentioning all of them without mentioning all of them, then why do you have to specify each one? So the Gemara explains, Because of the specific halachot that each one has. If you would have stayed general you'd only mention one or two and i would have to learn all the other ones there's a lot of small halachot in each one that i would not have been able to learn if the torah didn't mention it for example karen with the goring there's differences in regards to short time short mu'ad shen varegel in the case of shen varegel the potan beshut arabim if the, you know if an animal was walking in reshut arabim and someone's things were trampled it's not uh, it's not uh, the animal's fault if it ate something in reshut arabim it's not uh, the it's not the animal's fault the owner doesn't have to pay for it there's different halachot for example with the bor liftor bo et akelim it mentioned born in the Torah to tell us that there's a difference. If an animal falls in, you're, you're obligated to pay. But if someone's utensils fell in, you don't have to pay. So there's different halachot in each specific case. And that's why we mentioned it. So Rabbi explained, yes, technically we could have learned one from the other. We could have used different principles. But there's more to each one. And that's why we had to mention each one specifically. So the Gemara explains, okay. According to Yehuda, he holds that if someone's utensils fell in a hole that someone made, then the, the owner of the hole has to pay for it. So why why does it say the word bor? I mean, there's no hilush. No, he'll tell you, it's coming to say that if a person fell into the hole, you don't have to pay for it. Okay, so now why does it say the uh, Adam? Why it talks about the damages of a human being? The It's if someone damaged a human being, there's Hidushim over there that you have to pay four things. You have to pay 
for uh, the damage, you have to for embarrassment, for the work, for the medical expenses. Ish, the reason it says about fire, that if the fire burnt something that was covered underground, hidden or something like that, he doesn't have to pay for that. He only has to pay for things that are uh, uncovered, revealed, things that people could see, anything that was hidden, he doesn't have to pay. Okay, what about Urbi Yehuda? What about Urbi Yehuda? He obligates someone to pay if things were hidden. Then why did the Torah have to say the word Ish? So he'll tell you The Hidush is that if the fire burnt and ruined someone's plowing or if it burnt someone's stones, he would have to pay for it. So even if it caused damage that it didn't really damage, meaning let's say just ruined the look of the stone. The stones are there, but it just doesn't look right. You, you still have to pay for it. And that's one of the Hidushim. And we'll stop right here. Baruch Hashem Le'olam. Amen. Ve'amen.